Radio Frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield Dynamo and Average Archer. Chris Toll. Target Man. Suspicious Character. And... Welcome to Football Daft, the daftest Scottish football podcast around. My name is Ryan and it's a little bit different this week. Um, Grado and Stephen are here. It's me and your man Chris Toe. How are you doing, Chris? Alright, you forgot somebody else with me here at all. Aye, but I'm playing his role. I'm playing John's role, so... See, the thing, see the thing is, we need to be honest with the listeners here, Ryan. Now, we're the only two survivors for the Football Daft night out. <laughs> I mean... Aye, that's a, that's a fair point. That was on Saturday. Anyone yeah. who witnessed, I know somebody's going to be listening that witnessed what happened on Saturday night. There's a bit of a shit to Gredo and Stephen were almost killing each other. However, in all honesty, it's all been cleared up. It's all been swept under the carpet and it's water under the bridge. We're all pals again. It just so happens that the two of the TV superstars are away filming for Grado two doors down which by the way I need to say I started watching this week oh right started watching it this week and do you know I'd caught a couple episodes before and there was one of the characters that annoyed the life out of me I'll no name any names right there was one of the characters that annoyed the life out of me but it's Grado but I've no it's no Grado's not even in it yet when I'm watching it Grado's not even in it yet but I fought through it and you know what that person's one of my favourite characters now. So it just goes to show you if, you, if you persevere with something you think you don't like it, get an extra wee bit of a chance. Love it now. Nearly at the end of season three, where the big man comes in. Ah, he's not okay. in yet, but he's nearly in. Uh, Stevie is away doing River City duties, I think. Or he's maybe just no here for, for other reasons. Maybe oh, he is. No, he's away recording stuff. He's recording monologues to um, John will say the other day in the group chat. How can you know, just put that in auto queue? Like... Auto queue was Yankee. Is the fucking news? Pure cardinal sin of TV, man. John's like, I just fire that fucking auto queue. Here's me. one for you. Here's one for you. This is, this is a wee uh, crossover from my movie podcast. Okay. Do you know that Marlon Brando had to get um, Jimmy Can to write? Ollie Marlon Brando's lines across his chest on a t-shirt so that Marlon Brando couldn't in The Godfather because he had trouble remembering his lines. I've seen something similar to that recently. And it is, I mean, it's nowhere near the same level as The Godfather, right? But it was, um, there was two people on, they were on Graham Norton talking about a film that they, they shot during um, isolation. And I think the film was about isolation, but they had to record it, edit it and get it done in like two weeks. So they never had enough time to actually film or to kind of memorise their lines for this whole movie. So what they'd done was every scene when they shot, so the camera's on you, for example, I'd be at the other side of the camera, the other actor holding up the lines in front of them, and they kept they shot it that way, back and forward. I think it was like, I want to say Anna Kendrick, it's no her, it's somebody else, but quite a big actress that's in this movie, um, and that's how they shot it. So Stevie should do that, get somebody to hold these lines up for him. That's it. I know, maybe like uh, get it, get Tom Yuri to stand behind the camera or something like that. Get a full, get a full script on him. <laughs> Tom Yuri. Anyway, <Murray. laughs> anyway okay. I, we're here. We're still, we're still alive. Saturday was Sunday, was it not? 
Do you know, I didn't think I was that drunk until I woke up the next morning and looked at my phone and I heard the voice notes I sent to the boys. I seen the videos that I sent to the boys. I was like, oh my God. Mate, you were like, obliterated, man. I was I was gone. But good night, though. It was a good it was, night. It was a good night. And you don't cast up, don't you know? So, fuck it. We exactly. all enjoyed ourselves. That's the best part. Anyway, exactly. so this, like Ryan was saying there, this is going to be, be a bit of a different show. What we're going to do is we're going to go over the best parts of the last... Six months or so, um, due to the fact that all three of the chancers have fucking abandoned me this week. Ah, <laughs> uh, listen, mate, you can always rely on me. Always rely on me. So, I before we before we crack on with some best bits, there's obviously some some games happening just now. Football's kind of getting back to normal. Um, mm-hmm. We're recording on a Thursday night. Celtic were playing um, FC Midland the other day on on Tuesday. What do you reckon of the game, mate? What, what was your thoughts on kind of Ange's first competitive game as, as Celtic boss? I'll be honest with you, mate. I was well impressed with the way the team played. Well impressed. Um, I think if we can get a couple of decent wing-backs in, and everybody buys into this this system that he's, that he's clearly got and he's said, I think we could... Do you know what? I'm not going to do the same thing that I've done last season. <laughs> I think we'll be a lot better than we were last season, put it that way. Tell you something, if we get a couple of wing-backs in that system, man, could be curtains for Rangers. Could be curtains, bro. Could <laughs> be curtains. Um, I mean, speaking of, of kind of new signings and stuff as well, Lee Labada got his, his debut goal, or his debut competitive goal. Um, yes. What did you make of him, mate? What did you make of his impact? I think, uh, what I mentioned last week on the, on the show, uh, he's, he's messy. The, guy, the guy's messy. No, I'm only joking, but honestly, <laughs> honestly, from what see what you can judge on forty minutes, he looked a lot better than what we had out there. You know what I mean? So yeah. Fingers crossed the boy can can keep going. I was gonna say hit the ground running again, but rather they had a go at me. Yeah, but he certainly did hit the ground running, didn't he? That's that's all you can say about that. He looked very, very good, but I was I was impressed by him. Obviously beat on kind of let us down a little bit in that sense. You know, we could talk about this all day. I have no idea what that guy was doing. Like, just walk away from that situation and it it's potentially kind of causes that that leak. Um, but Saturday, we, we've got a wee game at, against West Ham. Rangers, they've got a, a nicer game on Sunday. We've got Real Madrid coming to town. Um, should be interesting for them. I've just seen it, Steve, put in the group chat. He got a ticket for it. Should yep. be a good one. He'll be there, club deck loyal. He's scarfing that when he seat, tap off, yeah. roasting hot weather. I was going to say tap off, no a scarf though, man. You leave the scarf uh, at him. I tell weather. you what, I don't know if Madrid will be able to handle the heat in Scotland. Then. <laughs> We're going to do things a little bit different, like we said. We've got the the usual sections of the show. We've got the best of the open line, the best of the player profile playoff, and mm-hmm. I've picked an absolute topper for this. Um, and like we said before, Chris, we've got quite a few guests we've had on this. You know, I've jotted down some names: Barry Fee, Sanders, Gordon Duncan, Jamie Langfield, uh, Martin Dale, Charlie Christie, Greg Greg Hempel, George Bowie, Jackie McNamara. Loads of things happening on this show, mate. Um, we will go first. To the best of the open line with this unbelievable story. But the second thing I was wanting to say to you is right. So I seen last week you were talking about um, meeting football players in strange places, right? So I've got a, <laughs> I've got a belt to that story, right? So 
Me, me and my new wife, but then girlfriend, uh, I was I was seventeen at the time. Went to Egypt on holiday, so it was about June time, and uh, at our hotel, they done like Ken the Rex that come round one you play fucking water polo and that. You I hate that. that. So they are. Well, we had a, a seven aside four G pitch at our hotel, so they boy come up to me and he says, "We're playing football tonight. We're playing next door, the next door hotel. Do you want to play?" I says, "I put my name down. I'll, I'll definitely play." So. I've turned up at five o'clock. I actually left my missus in the bath with sunstroke. This is nature, right? And uh, I went into the, the pitch and I was the only person that turned up for the hotel. Me and the wee chef. This wee fucking chef. They still had the hat on and that, right? So <laughs> me and him turned up and I says, how are we going to play next door? He says, well, they'll probably bring a team. So the, the hotel next door brought about maybe seven or eight boys. So we've got a game going, right? And I'm saying... Fucking standards caught here by the, the, the team, the boys that they brought were unbelievable, right? This wee guy up front, he had like a baldy head, it was unbelievable. So I scored my left, right, cedars, everything. Boy at the back with dreadlocks, unbelievable. Six foot two machine, right? And this guy in midfield, who just ran the show. So, like, after, because it was so hot, we stopped for like 20 minutes to get a drink of water. And I'm obviously tap chatting away in that. And this guy took his, his t shirt off, he had a black bag on, right? I'm saying, I said them with the black bag, it's fucking 35 degrees. So I says, what are you doing with the black bag? But I was like, oh, I need to get half a stone off before pre-season starts. I says, oh, do you play football? Like, you know, I play for Colchester. <laughs> so I went, Colchester? He went, he went I, um, he says, I broke the League One transfer record I signed for Tottenham two seasons ago. I was like, fucking hell, what's your name like? He says, my name's Philip Eiffel. I was like, all right, quality track, I don't know if you heard of me. Didn't have a clue who the guy was. So he's like, uh, he's like, see that boy there? He's like, see that boy there? Boy with the dreadlocks. Dreadlocks. That's my brother, Jarrell. He plays for Aberdeen. I'm like, oh my God. He says, you see that boy there? The striker with the baldy heat. He's like, that's Danny Cardamarsa. He plays for Dundee United, but he scored against Liverpool. And he he right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, a fucking, another guy played with fucking Rochdale, David Flickcroft. He's a manager now down south. Yes, I. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, fucking, I'm like, what is fucking happening? So, right, the guy, uh, Philip Eiffel, says to me, He's like, uh, do you play for a team? I played for West called the United Juniors, right? Absolute toilet. Worst fucking junior football in Scotland, right? He's like, who do you play for? I shot myself. I didn't know what to make myself until I was an idiot. I was like, I play for uh, Livingston. <laughs> <laughs> I tell him I played for Livingston, right? And that big journey of life away, I'm like, oh, I thought I recognised him. I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, uh, he's like, that boy Jacob's a good lad and that. I was like, aye, great guy. Come on. He's like, what do you think of the gaff for? I was like, oh, he's not giving me many chances, man. I'm just going to find him. He's like, he's like, what do you get paid a week? I was like, oh, it's no great. I just a few hundred quid a week and that. He's like, oh, keep starting in, you'll make it. Mate, I fucking clean cars. I clean cars for all of them now, That's my own business. Honestly, mate. Mate, you and that wee chef get done like a fucking kipper, man. I know. It's you and we're walking away, right? They're going like that. That big Jarrell and Danny Cartamardi's going like that. Maybe we'll see you during the season. I was like, I was like I'll be watching the fucking side, but that's a tremendous story. That's good. I love that. Best stories you've ever heard. Aye, that is amazing, mate. Oh, Super. Wow.
it's a bit of an open line special because it's all invited guests. And the first callers we're going to go to are in a band. They're ma- they've sold out the Barrowlands. Good few albums behind them. It is Kerr and Jamie from the Lafontaines who have done a song for Scotland, which Stephen and Grado both appear in the video <laughs> to. Chris didn't, however, and he's not bitter about it. Nah, they're going to fucking hear me. Hey, hey, Kerr, how you doing? What are you saying to it? Good, man. All your backgrounds. How you doing, Kerr? My, name, my name's Chris. I don't know if you know me. I, I've, just, I've just seen you, Chris, on the on the telly and things. Uh, yeah, aye. aye. How come I never got to be on your fucking video then? <laughs> <laughs> Post your email, mate. Murder. Uh, Shite, innit? Whatever. No shit. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Is that song? <laughs> Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Well, daft, it wouldn't be possible without our great sponsors, G4 Claims, and who else to get on the show to talk about G4 Claims? It's the top cheese for the company herself. Nicole, Nicole, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Oh, we are superb. I am good. Good. <laughs> Tools had a hard week. Tools had a hard week. But listen, we're looking for some advice on why we should go to G4 Claims if I've ever been involved in an accident. Brilliant, guys. Well, do you know what? I've actually got a wee example for you this week. Ooh. So I got a customer from Football Daft. Obviously, no name's given, protecting everybody here. But someone had actually been listening to us on the road. They gave us a wee phone. They actually had been involved in an incident with a pothole um, and decided, you know what, I'm going to give them my phone and ask the question. It was about 7pm at night. He phoned me on my mobile. I took the guy's call. I went through everything with him and he's actually managed to have his car all fixed and returned back to him in less than a week. The guy is delighted with the service and he heard about us on Football Daft. So, like I say, every single week, um, know that not everybody's listening, but I say it every week anyway. If you've been involved in any sort of accident, please phone us first because if I can help you, I 100% will. And I'll answer the phone anytime to get you back in the road and make sure you're looked after. So please look us up. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. If you're involved in an accident, give us a phone. I can help you. I can point you in the right direction if I can't. We can provide you with a like-for-like replacement vehicle if your car's off the road. We can get your car recovered if you're at the road sa- the, the roadside. Um, we can get your car repaired and approved blood drop if it's a repair. Or if your car's written off, we'll get the money back for your pre-accident value that you're happy with. And make sure that you're totally, totally looked after. And the best part is my services to you are totally free. We bill everything to the person's insurance who's at fault for the accident. So go for it, guys. Look us up. Phone us 01698 767 172. It's Nicole. It's G4 Claims. And it's not at fault claims. They're made easy. Made easy. (laughs) Football Daft with G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. So, Chris, couple of belters there on the, the open line. You know, see what since we started doing the open line, it was one of them ones you thought you would trial it for a few weeks, see how it goes, but you've had some cracking oh, stories actual, you can't guess on that. Idea, the actual idea behind it was we would do it for a week and we would change up the section every week with a different, a different feature. And 
myself and Grado, I think it was, we, we just went, I like that, I think that's good. So also, it also allows the listeners to interact with us as well, you know, so, and the people uh, who pay for the Patreon obviously get the first dibs to come on as well, so it's, I think it's a, it's a great wee section of the show, and some some great questions have come up, but obviously, the laugh on teens, I mean, come on. <laughs> oh man um, Right another section of the show then Which, which sometimes Ends up quite funny um, Is the player profile playoff Now you like to think you're quite good at this game Don't you? I, I think I'm the overall champ I'll be honest with you I do think I'm the overall champ There has been a few the score? There's been a few that have scalped my arse at it right enough like the, One of the guys that were going to listen to here Actually gave me a right going over But Aye, I, I like to think of myself as a champion of this section of the show, aye. So, the boy you're referring to is the, the Hearts fan, Stitto. Um, you went on about him being very, very good at this game. And a couple of weeks later, we thought, who else have they got that can take this guy on? Here's what happened. It's the player profile playoff with piesports.com, bringing you the taste of Scottish football to your home. You can get pies off their website now. You get all sorts of packages up there. And remember, you can even call them on the phone 0141 739 Get your pies in for the football. Scotland in action this weekend, so get the pies in for that, and I'm sure you'll enjoy them. They're free of charge to a bunch of postcodes across Scotland. You can check that out on their website. Now, normally on this part of the show, we put one of the boys up against a listener. But after last week's annihilation, Stitto is back on, and Gradle suggested that there should be some sort of Champions League playoff between Stitto and previous winner Craig Fryer, who liked the four with Gradle. So here we have it's the Champions League player profile <laughs> playoff. We've got Craig on, we've got Stitto on. How you doing, oh, boys? This is me too. Yeah. Stitto's just like that, man. Right? Yeah. Aye. is like that. Just another one. To add to the list, that's can what he's saying. Craig, hey. I, I, I'm worrying for you here, mate. Right. I mean, Craig, Oops. Craig, I'm supporting you here, mate. I'm supporting Craig's, you, Craig. He, well, I'm supporting you, game. Craig. Toll thinks that I mean, after what we just said after there, there, that just Toll is a hundred percent back and all. Stato, ain't you, Toll? Oh, hundred percent. I've never supported a Hearts jersey in my fucking life, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> Are you nervous, Craig? Did you watch Gordon last week? Hi, hi, he was good. He was good. <laughs> <laughs> I love and it. Gordon, are, are you aware of uh, Craig's work? I'm aware of Craig's work, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's yeah. done well, done well. Come on, boys, this is too nice. I don't butter him up. Come on, he fucked it. I don't know. Swag his heart or something like that. <laughs> I can't <laughs> swag anyone for this. <laughs> <laughs> right, boys, here Thank it awesome. is then. This week, we're going back to... The 2011-2012 season. Celtic were the champions. Scottish Cup winners were Hearts, obviously. Stitto. And unfortunately, bad news for you, Craig. It was the year that Rangers went into liquidation. Um, so, how your, how's your knowledge of those that season, boys? Fucking... <laughs> Look at Toll's face when you said that there, John. That oh. was fucking, look at him. Fucking Cheshire Cat, look at him. Yeah. Has he got a stoner? <laughs> <laughs> Stay, I'm, getting about, my, I'm getting about, my big juice now. Hang about after, hang about after. We go after and I'll show you. Right. 
Right, boys, so you know how the game works. I'm going to read out a player from that season. If you know the answer, you buzz in. You give your answer. If you do buzz in, you forfeit your chance. However, as it's the Champions League playoff this week, it's not two first to two, it's first to three, okay? Oh, yeah, fucker. Here oh, yeah, go. fucker. Oh. The stakes have been raised. I'm, I'm pure nervous for these two. I know, man. Right. Stick to watch your buzzer. Probably 5-1. Worked well last week, so... 5-1. Hearts won the cup, so 5-1. What are you going for? 55. Um, oh, Jack. Good. Going with Jack, right, OK. Here we go then, boys. Right, you ready for this? Gradle, you're the referee. Right. OK. Let's get it on. Right. Ready, here we go. First player. This striker re-signed for Hibs for his second spell in this season after having... 5-1. Five 5-1, one. Five one, Stitto. Gary O'Connor. 1-0 Stetto. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> right, come on, Craig. Let's get I, the I John sends some of the questions before he comes on, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. Second player. This player signed up for a second loan spell at Rangers in this season from Arsenal. Jack. Craig. Kyle Bartley. 1-1. One, one. Oh, yes, Craig, come on. <laughs> Right, okay, here we go. Third point out. This midfielder rejoined Motherwell from Norwich after becoming a free agent in November of this season. Craig. Stephen Hughes. 2 1, Craig. (laughs) This, Craig, is for the win. Stittle, you need to get involved here. Uh Here we go. This player came through the Hearts Youth Academy, making over 150 appearances for the Tynecastle Club as a goal-scoring midfielder. He was subject to transfer bids from the likes of Burnley, Coventry... 5-1. Gordon, Stitto. Andy Driver. (laughs) (laughs) 2-2! This is exciting, man. Here we go. Final player, and this is for the win, boys. Come on, Stitto. Come on, Craig. Come on, the Pires. (laughs) <laughs> please if you know the answer right take your time boys take your time and don't jump in don't jump in <laughs> this St Johnson striker joined the Perth team on loan from CSKA Sofia in this season Jack 5-1 Jake oh. was in first Silly and Sheridan yes well um, done well done well done Craig oh, yes yeah. I'm sweating and I wasn't even involved I'll tell you this one Thank fuck I wasn't playing this week Because the only one I knew was Killian Sheridan There you go Well no, done It's all about you Toa I know Toa it's, 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 it's all about me well done, Craig. Well played, Well done. Well done I, said, I know you're not at your pies yet. Double pie delivery, and do you know what? As a bonus, a football daft T-shirt as well. Oh, oh well done, cool. man. Hey. And just for good measure, I'm just going to chuck this one in as well. There you go, John. How about this one? Right. This was to be the debut season for this exciting Scottish attacking midfielder at Dundee United. Jack. Craig. Gary Mackay. Stephen. You fucked it. I Football Daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident. 
Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com. Right, Troops, you're ready to get back outside, but your wardrobe says otherwise. Get some much-needed style updates with the help of Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling company that makes getting the clothes you love effortless. It's a completely different way to shop. It's all about you every time. To get started, go to stitchfix.co.uk slash daft to set up your profile and they'll deliver great looks personalised just for you in your colours, styles and budget. You pay a £10 styling fee for each fix, which is then credited towards anything that you keep. So, if you buy a tarp and it's 20 quid, you've paid a tenner for the styler A. To pick that tarp for you, essentially it's only a tenner, really. Uh, you can schedule at any time, there's no subscription required, plus shipping returns and exchanges are easy and are free. Stitch Fix does the hard work for you, making great style effortless for men and women. Get started today at stitchfix.co.uk slash daft and you'll get 20% off when you keep everything in your box. Brilliant. And you know, did you see the, the comment at the weekend there when we were out? I did, I did. And I <laughs> put, the, put the photo up and somebody's like, ah, John wearing Stitch Fix, aye. And you know what? Aye. He was. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Can you believe you just shouted you fucked it at that poor boy? I know, I know. That, that, the boy had the pressure on him already, you know what I mean? The guy's ass must have been making buttons. Fuck's sake, John. <laughs> John just screamed you fucked it right in the boy's face. It's a shame, man. Poor, is it Craig? Aye, poor Craig. Craig. Um, Right, so now on to the kind of best bit of the show. Um, the guests that we've had on, there's been some some great guests on the show. You know, I, I mentioned them earlier on. Grado loves the fact we had Big Barry on. He mentions it every single week when we go through the scores. Um, you had any kind of favourite guests, Chris, over the time? Me, I've had favourite guests. My favourite ones, I say, the other week, I enjoyed Barry Ferguson and and Bob Malcolm, um, like Murdo McLeod, I thought, uh, Frank McAvaney, John Hartson, Andy Gorham was a good guest, even though, uh, aye, he couldn't come on, he couldn't come on the camera, so we had to do it over the phone. Um, Dick Campbell was tremendous, uh, who else, Jackie McNamara, Martindale was was magic as well. Um, there's been there's been a load of them. There's been a load of them. A load of good guests. Um, see anybody that comes on and they're up for a laugh. They're my, they're my favourite ones. Do you know what I mean? There's, the ones that the ones that sit there and twiddle their thumbs. I'll no name any names. Um, but I think all the listeners know exactly the, the sort of people that I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Aye. But see, I'm I'm the sort of guy that see if I'm going on to some of these podcasts, I do a wee bit of revising. I listen to a couple of episodes and stuff like that, and know what I'm getting into. Some of these people obviously don't have the time to do such things. <laughs> but you think that the fucking name would get away, don't you? You would think so, wouldn't you? Just be a bit daft when you come on. But now, listen, there has been there's been numerous cracking guests on this. Let's have a wee, a wee listen to some of the best bits from the guests we've had on over the last kind of six months or so. Well, Grant, I'm going to need to. Uh, I'm going to, need to bring this up. Oh, I know what you're going to bring up, Bob. I know you have to. I might, possible, I might go for a pee. Aye, it was possibly the worst day of my life. Uh, but describe the feeling of beating us in the Scottish Cup final. <laughs> 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 
Brilliant. Oh my god. Um, uh, I know we still got Jordan. Hey, anyway. <laughs> there is so much I could tell you about the 21st of May 2016. Um, and there's so the much floor is yours, Grant. The floor is yours. The whole, the whole row. But the, the, the most remarkable thing about that day was on the lead up to it, um, a few months before, um, I had been kindly invited onto the launch, a, a sort of press junket, if you like, of the Royal Caribbean's new ship, right? Which is this massive mm -hmm. floating shopping center. It's massive, right? And it was down at Southampton. Mm -hmm. The guy gets in touch with me and says, would you like to come and be our guest? We're just taking a, a select people from the media out for a wee sort of, because we, we'd had a couple of cruises before, me, me, me and, and the family. And says, yeah, that sounds amazing, man. He says, the weekend, Friday the 20th of May, of is. Sunday the 22nd. Now, bear in mind, this is, we hadn't even had the semi-final at this point. And, uh, and I was like, oh, that's amazing, that's great. I said, I'm, I'm, I said to Claire, it's her birthday on May the 21st. Right. So I thought, this is perfect timing. I says, Claire, I'm going to take you away. I says, but I'm, I need to tell you what it is because we need, you'll need to get time off because we're going to have to fly down to Southampton on the Friday morning. We're going to go on the ship. We're going to sail out, have a couple of days on, on board, and then come back to Sunday. Your week, your birthday weekend this year is sorted. Oh, that's lovely, she says. That's lovely. I look forward to that. <laughs> so, fast forward to the semi-final, Dundee United. We beat Dundee United in the semi-final. I'm back at home here, watching the highlights, a couple of glasses of wine, and then, so Claire's sitting with me watching it, and I so, so that finishes the highlights, uh, and we've got obviously got through uh, on penalties, and... Uh, uh, sports scenes there and so Hibs will play either Rangers or Celtic in the final of the Scottish Cup on the 21st of May and Claire's sitting <laughs> and watching and she went that's my birthday and I'm like <laughs> yeah, yeah and she goes are we not are we not going away for my birthday on a lovely big cruise ship and I went um <laughs> we were uh, <laughs> And it was one of those moments where just it kind of dawned on us. Are you binning <laughs> on a six-star beautiful cruise ship with me on my birthday? You go and watch the Hibs. Like, um, <laughs> so thankfully, Claire and I, you know, we've been together many, many years, and she's a very understanding, uh, wonderful woman. And so she went, that's fine, that's fine. So anyway, 21st of May, her birthday. I'm up and away at nine o'clock. We wait the match for my dad. We all know what happens. We win. We come back. We're in town. I went, actually actually took my dad, again, talking, Chris, about the things that you get your dad to do. I took my dad back to Easter Road with the team and with uh, yeah. all the directors. And we were there when the cup was brought back in. Alan Stubbs, again, dad in his absolute element. So a few drinks, few drinks, few drinks. 10 o'clock, I go, I better get back. I better get back to the It's Claire's birthday today. I've been out all day. Um, so we get back to the house, and Claire's sitting through the back having a wee glass of Prosecco herself. And I'm saying, Happy birthday, darling. <laughs> you'll, you'll be happy because Hibs have won the Scottish Cup. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Can we go watch the highlights? Because it's on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she did. And she did. And, uh, tell, tell me this one. How long did it take you to pick the hand and turf out your shoes? <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> Don't hard. He's good. He comes across brilliant on it, man. He's really good. Though. I've seen, like, obviously when he does other podcasts and stuff, I've seen people saying, like, he's obviously putting on his posh voice. 
he's good at that. He's good at yes, turning on his wee, his wee radio voice. Okay, like it's brilliant. Yes. But the, even Hugh again was well, I was peeing myself a couple weeks ago and he will just stop something and go, Listen, you're talking tripe. I love that. <laughs> I love that. No, there was a guy that phoned up the other night talking about his dog Bobo and all that, and then he goes oh. like that to he says but this and that, and then Hugh just stops and goes. Right, uh, see, I think his name, I don't know if his name's Andy or something. Yeah. Andy is either at the wind-up or just plain daft. Daft, that was it. <laughs> and that's, you know, now, I don't know, nowadays people are probably a wee bit more sensitive as to, like, what you can, I can and can't say. So there are times where I'm like, oh, right, okay, right. <laughs> no, but you're good at that. I've noticed that as well because something you had said before where you went, no, nah, I don't really like that talk. You're quite good at... Um... Aye, it's like Gordon Dielna always has the weekend of sex innuendos. Tim and Wilson always have the innuendos. You're like, right, it's a family show. Right? Aye. Do you think that stuff? Like, I do embrace that laugh, obviously, because, like, the empty's the same. They just want a laugh. Like, that, that's, that's what it's all about. Um, they, they just don't have a... They don't really get... The, the, the line so then I'll always like make a joke and say I'm turning your mic off I'll give you a brilliant example of that if you so, sorry if I'm rabbiting on right no, no I mean that's what you're on for man want to hear you rabbiting on mate <laughs> I, I don't even know how it came up I think we were talking about kilts that's it we are giving away a, a kilt on the sports auction so giving away kilts and we were slagging Mark Wilson because he got married in Mexico wearing a camel kilt, right? The full thing. So he was roasting, right? Sweat bit off him. He's always got a dead red face anyway. So we're talking about camel, this camel kilt. Now, no innuendo, no wee clever joke. Alex Ray just went, <laughs> camel toe. <laughs> <laughs> just shout, just camel toe. We're like, no... Like, like I said, there was no clever wee innuendo there. He just shouted camel toe. Inexplicable, right? So I'm like, like, what do you even say to that? So, like, we just kind of moved on. Obviously, everyone's lost it and everyone's, like, laughing. And then about half an hour later, I just searched on Twitter, camel toe, just the phrase, and it was just everybody. Everybody's talking about it. They don't get the difference between, like, innuendo and just taking it too far. Aye, aye. I mean, what's, what's, what's the crack with that? Is there delays in the studio? How many times have you had to use that? Aye, quite a few. Uh, really? It's about, yeah, maybe kind of once a month or something like that, I would say. Um, oh, as, as often as that, aye? Um, it's an eight-second eight delay. John can tell me from top of the show. It's an eight-second eight delay, so as long as I catch it within that eight seconds, it disappears. Um, but, but, well, to be fair, it, it disappears, but then... Have you ever missed it? And. Uh, no, I think there was one where somebody did a bit of debate once because the guy was just so unclear and I just couldn't quite make out. But nah, I've got it most times. Um, eight seconds on radio is a, is a long time to kind of react. But the problem is once you do that, you then the caller might disappear. But then if it's something really funny, you're still laughing then and and you need to pretend that it didn't happen. Hi. 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 the best example because it was a guy who's a Rangers fan and that's just a word that we'd use, isn't it? Like, we just use that as, like, punctuation. Like, and he was, like, he's a Rangers fan a couple of years ago, and he's like, look at... He's like, do you know what Rangers midfield's missing? And he's like, yeah, I'm not saying I like the cunt, right, but we need this cunt. <laughs> 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 the boys in the studio, man, to them, that, that's, a, that's a riot, isn't it? That's like a good laugh, didn't it? That's like a punch in the face because you're just not expecting it, and then you're like, oh, and... And in fact, that was a that was a disaster because 
the producer forgot to cut it out of the podcast. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Went on the podcast, unknown to me. I, I went up next morning, woke up, went and played five sides with Alex Ray. And, I, and I, as I was coming out, I had all these missed calls and stuff. And Roger Hanna, who works at The Sun, uh, phoned me and he says, did a caller call Scott Brown a cunt last I was like, aye, but how did you, you hear about that? And he went... Ah, he says our, our digital desk is, is about is about to uh, publish a story called our scoreboard caller calls. Oh, no. oh no, man! Brilliant. <laughs> so, uh, that is, I mean, that's gold. That like great those saying like the pun like yeah, the people you're dating it be like oh, that's gold to them. But on it, you're the one sitting going, oh. The muscle pad was we we do at seven o'clock every night. We do beat the pundit, phone in, answer the questions against the pundit. So that that's the only time that we can't really afford to cut in the off because it's thirty seconds on the call. You're answering the question, so the delay you're never expecting to use it. And then just one time, once a boy went, uh, I said, "Which uh, which team's known as the Blue Brazil?" And he went, "Oh, oh, oh, fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> what, like, what did I do? That was the hardest one by a mile because I, I have dumped the call. But now we've lost the last eight seconds, and he's he's going through questions in a row in the thirty-second period. So my head was gone. I was just like, <laughs> and then Gordon Diel or whoever playing against them, they're listening to something else to block out the answers. And he was like, "What is it? Why have you been giving him so long? What's happened?" What? And I just went, "Look, I need to come clean." I said, "He's just he swore." During- <laughs> <laughs> Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Lo and behold, fucking Ravenelli comes in. Wow, what all? Honestly, hey, what, what, what are you thinking there, right? You're like Caballero kicks <laughs> by her. You're sitting going, yeah, we've just went fucking sign Ravenelli today. Do you know what I mean? Like, and can he just can, can he just own the phone to Maradona? Ravenelli swagging about, man. Are you know, sitting going, what the fuck's going on here? Maradona's saying, on the phone to Baggio. Honestly, it's fucking. It was. It was honestly. It was a mental time. But Rava was like Ravenelli was like one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. And like he was staying at a hotel in Dundee, and my flat was like two minutes along the road. So, but without me, him. Uh, and Craig Burley went out for a night out. So <laughs> that's funny. Imagine, imagine being in that pub or something, but then to Langfield Burley and Ravenelli. <laughs> right. So we're in this, we're in this pub, right? And then we're in the, we're in the, we're in the nightclub, then to Fat Sam's. So in the Fat Sam's, right? Uh, so Ravis like to me, what, what do you drink? And I'm like, so I go up and it was, Magnus was just out of the time, right? So I go up on the Magnus, right? He's drinking pints of Magnus. So the next thing you know, fucking half a nut in the taxi, back to my flat, right? So I went into my bed, fell asleep, came out the next morning, and here's Ravenelli sleeping on my tea, comatose on my tea, And I'm like, I went, Rava, Rava. He's like, ah, <laughs> fucking silly Italian accent like, eh. and he went, he, went, he went like to me he went to what are you doing in my room I'm like what are you doing in my room you're in my fucking flat <laughs> he woke up that like, like, do you want a coffee he's like no no I better get, I better get back and he honestly stoked it at the flat honestly I was like no the worst thing about it was see because there was nearly like, phones or anything like that you could take pictures then you'd have been seen a selfie <laughs> Honestly, I'd have been like that, and I've done everything with it. Honestly, I'd have been on Twitter, Instagram. What are you doing in my room? <laughs> what are you doing in my room? I'm like, you're in my flat. 
he just got up and stole it away, man. Oh, right. That is brilliant. But that's the type of guys that, that were at the club at the time. And the, the, as much as they were like big stars, they were so down to earth. They were brilliant to work way and train way, but also great fun away for the, the Mate, club as well. Mate, that is so funny. I, wait, I mean, you ever think, man, you'd have Ravenary sleeping in your couch, man? No. <laughs> and like, that's the thing, that's the thing I'm, I'm spewing about because you can't, I couldn't take a 40. So if uh, I tell somebody, he's like, don't believe you, don't believe you. I'm like, well, I'm not loving his shoes, so... <laughs> So you need to thank it, Ravenelli. You need to thank it, Ravenelli. He's still stuck. Have you got a number? He's still stuck. 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 He's still Missy's like buzzing, signed a, a year with Infermline. <laughs> I'm like, Jimmy's told me that I'm going to start and I'm going to get a chance to start, so on and so forth. So I'm like, right, okay. Went, me and my mates went to Falaraki on a holiday. Oh. Right, so <laughs> sitting, sitting next to the pool, right, so I can pass through my skull. So that, that bought the daily record. Remember, it used to be the day after. That's right, aye, aye, when you're on holiday, aye, that's right. Here I pick up the back page. I'm drunk, remember, and I see a picture of Jimmy Calderwood with an Aberdeen fucking scarf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What happened there? I'm like, what's going on here? And uh, so I phoned him, I phoned back, I, Jimmy's left to go to uh, Aberdeen. I'm like, oh, fucking brilliant. So Derek Stilly just left from Fernland. He was a mm. number one. So I was like, right, okay, at least I'll have a chance to play. So I've got back. Fucking first thing I pick up the paper again. Derek Stilly's re-signed for Dunfermline. <laughs> what is going on here? Honestly, it was a good make up. But then, through his word, probably about three months later, JC came back in from again and, and re-signed me Aberdeen. He said, I'll take you Aberdeen when, uh, when I can get you in a pre-contract. And I signed, I signed a three-year deal at Aberdeen. So he was through his word and he came back in for me. So no, I, was, I was delighted with that. Jamie, I mean, she was a right good manager, wasn't he? For me, he was the best manager I've ever worked with. Um, he oh, tactics wow. for everything. Honestly, tactics for everything. Uh, I remember we went to Bayern Munich, obviously, to play again in the Allianz Arena. So we're two, two each for the <laughs> two each the two each for the first leg. So we're playing the Allianz Arena, sixty thousand folk. They've got Samuel, Lucio, Oliver Cannon goals. They've got I think they've four World Cup winners, Tony Cruz, Lamb, you name it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jimmy's pulled up his pad right and he's got the team down right and he's actually went big question marks over him and he's pointing Wally Sanyo who just won the World Cup <laughs> he's like, I, 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 he's like I, I think he could be go at it <laughs> he's actually sitting just laughing thing. is he taking the piss he said they're unbelievable world stars but about two seconds into the game they'd hit the bar I think we were four down in the first half it was just a totally different experience and he sat in the, the changing room, rather than it being an experience, all the boys are like, the, at the Allianz Arena, there's a swimming pool in the actual changing room. Right. The boy, he's trying right. to get his team talk, right? So he's, all the boys are doing like dive bombers and all that in the swimming pool. <laughs> no giving a fuck, right? And Jimmy's like, <laughs> raging ways, absolutely raging ways, we'd been beat off by him in the Allianz Arena. Thought it was a chance <laughs> for him. But that, that was the type of guy he was. And he was, he was absolutely brilliant for me. What I want to know, did you manage to get Oliver Can's tap at the end of the game? 
mate, I certainly did. I've got it in the garage. I actually waited, and this is how he went nuts at me as well. He fell out with me because I waited in the tunnel for 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Waiting for Gan. Because you know how the Germans, after every game, they, they stay in the day to hang with the fans and all that. Aye, aye, aye. So I'm last on the thing, and all the boys are like, Come on, you better get in. I'm like, I'm a fuck. This is a one and only thing for me. I'm going <laughs> in here. <laughs> I'm going in here until he came back in. I don't know what he's done with me. He actually, in fairness to him, he took my strap off me anyway, so he's probably what? washing his motor with it. <laughs> 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 right, okay. You've got to have some Romanov stories for us. You've got to. Oh, well, first time I met him was, was uh, you know, the, he had a, a going quite well with his right-hand man, Sergei Fetitovas, who was mostly the, 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 the go-between. He was more in Scotland than that. So when it was arranged, I was going to, to, to meet him. Um, so I'm... I'm, I'm over in Lithuania, and uh, Sergei picks me up, and we, I'm all changed. I've got the collar tie and everything on. So we go to his office, and he turns up with a little uh, with jeans with the, the you know the trendy holes in them and everything like that. And uh, <laughs> he's got the, the the wee sort of bomber jacket on with a Simon Cole t-shirt, and I'm looking at him, you know, and he said, "You come with me." <laughs> well, I went downstairs and he's got a huge, below in his office, he's got a huge room, which is just like a big gymnasium, which was all glass down, uh, mirrored down one side, a state of the art, which was the big passion in Lithuania and his passion is basketball. So he's got the big theatre. I thought, don't tell me we're going to be having a go with this basketball, right? <laughs> the third he said, you just, just sit here. <laughs> And this is me meeting him for the first time. So he comes out from behind the, the screen with this pretty girl, right? And goes and starts dancing. And I says to Sergei, I says, 45 minutes I had to sit there watching him dancing with this girl. And he said, he said, uh, he said, oh, he's, he's practicing because he's in the final of the Strictly Come Dancing Lithuanian version. Nice. I said, oh, so I had to wait there. He went away and he danced again for another half hour with another girl. And, uh, and then we go up and have a crazy meeting or something, which was which I was expecting because obviously you hear some things about. So, because he was in a long boardroom table and he was at the other end and he had this board behind me and he was darting up to the board to talk about players and all that and dashing but it's just a crazy meeting. Anyway, when I got back a couple of weeks later, I said to the girl who's Lithuanian in the office in Edinburgh, I said, who was related, I think she was the only girl, Janice, she was related to, I think, Romanov's wife. Um, but she was working in, in, in the club for, with Carbo over there and that. And I says, listen, how did Mr. Romanov get on in the final where they strictly come dancing? Oh, she says he won it. <laughs> You want it? I said, oh, that's good. She says, he had to. He owns the radios. He owns the TV station. <laughs> and another, another one, you have to hear this one, because we were having a friendly in Berlin, and uh, Union Berlin, and I got the call. Mr. Romanov's coming to the game. He's flying in. I says, oh, great. And you must congratulate him. Sergei says, you must congratulate him. I says, 
Why? He says, he is a world champion. <laughs> and I says, a world champion? What? He says, basketball. <laughs> I, says, I says, he's fucking five feet five. <laughs> How's he, how's he a basketball champion? <laughs> you must congratulate him. So he comes around the corner, beautiful day in Berlin, we're playing again, and he's got the chest out, you know. And I'm saying, well done, Mr. You know, Billy, Billy's over. And Billy said, what we do? Just congratulate him. He's a little... <laughs> so we got this story at night. What happened is it was an over 55s competition in Argentina, of which... Lithuania had a team which he sponsored. Right? <laughs> so they invited him along because he had paid for, paid for the trip, basically. And these boys were all retired. I mean, they were all great players at the time. So what they did was it was done in a section. They had won it with two games to spare or one game to spare. So in the last game, just as a thank you, they put them on with a bit with, a, with the, the strip. And he's going about telling everybody he's a world. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were up against with me. In a funny way, he was I got in fine with him. He was just he was well named, he was just mad Vlad. Well is this one, Kyle, right? It would it would be remiss of us not to mention a certain kidnapping event in Edinburgh. <laughs> okay, uh, hell, man. Oh. What what the fuck happened? Just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought you were going to just go, Anna. Mate, we just fucking got kidnapped, man. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to just kidnap that. Usually, good in every man, you just get fucking. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, well, me and Cal uh, were through the end of the day. And uh, fucking driving back in, he's gone, stop at a chip here. Right outside the. What's it called? No, I can't remember the centre. Some centre near Midway. Can't remember. So we pull in. Obviously, he's jumped to go to Chippy, come back in, and I was on my phone. And Cal starts going, oh, "Shut that door! Hey, lock that door! Lock that door!" I'm like, what? And obviously, the door flies open and all that. Boy stood there, geezer motor, fifteen grand cash or something. He says, "What?" I'm like, "No, pal, you're all right." Now Cal's sitting there with the first supper man. He's got bolt you after or something. He says, "I can't remember." He says to him, "But." Third again, she gave him anyway, and I'm like, Cal. So I'm trying to obviously go in the boy, close the door. He's not closing it. He's like, No, get out of the morning, give your motor. I'm going, Mate, I'm not getting my morning, give you my motor. I said, Oh, next minute, boy runs there, gives my blade, sticks the blade in my face. At two, he's in the back. The other guy runs out to Cal's side, opens his. I'm like, Look, mate, just take the car, just fucking, you'll get out, take it, do what you want, mate. Don't want fucking anything to happen over a motor, just take it. He's like, Nah, in the back, in the back. So he's jumped in the back of me and Cal. So Cal's there. I'm there. And the boys jumped in the middle with a blade. <laughs> Obviously, just picture it to you. I was just sort of sitting there. This guy's just sitting in the middle with a blade. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> it, it fucking sounds horrific, but I don't know why we're laughing. No, mate, that's horrific. I mean, you're looking at the window and that. You're like, what's happening here? Is this a battle? Is this fucking... <laughs> Jeremy Beadle going to pop out? What's happening here, man? <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Jeremy Beadle. So the other guys jumped in the passenger seat and then this me guy, I said it before, the drunkest guy ever jumps in the driver's seat, didn't he? I'm thinking, what's happening here, man? This wee guy could hardly walk. I 
I can see what Morning's went, boom, jump the driver seat. And he can't get it into reverse because he need to push the gear stick to him, push it across. He's putting into first gear. <laughs> and he's jolting forward into the car in front of him. This guy's fucking, what's happened here? Mate, mate, push it down. And he starts flying. I mean, like boot down, flying through red lights, damn like, like half buzzing, thinking, right, Paul's are gonna see this. Surely this fucking motor then 17 or 30. This guy's like fleeing about and Cal's going, let me out, mate, let me out. He's going off, mate. You shut it and that and Cal's going, mate, why just let us out? He said to the boy in the front, here, jump up to such and such and get that shooter, man. He's the man that I'm. <laughs> no chance, mate. I'm like, let us out, mate. He's going, mate, honestly, shut up. I'm like, right, okay. So, mid the golf course, I think it was. Drove us to a wee ditch and I'm thinking, right, kill. In my head, I'm thinking, right, we do something here. Man. Run. Run fucking just throw ourselves out and fight them or whatever. I don't know, man. But they got out and they're like, here's your license. That was it, give my license, you know where you stay, you say it to the police, we're coming through your door, we've got your address. So I'm like, right, hey, okay, no worries, that. So we gave him the thing, mate. Mm-hmm. And that was it, just throw away my motor, and then me and him will just stand in the middle of this Mindry golf course. And then fucking, 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 Mate, that's like absolutely fucking horrific, but that is horrible. I know, that's your worst nightmare. Do you laugh at it now? No, do you? No. See, see, they drove away my motor, and me and Cal were just standing there. Nobody alive because we're that nervous. We just burst out laughing. We couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) Honestly, man, it was either laugh or cry. I might have been crying as well, but I just remember the two of you, man. There was tears coming down. And we're just running through this mid golf course laughing. And then Cal's power on that. He's like, hats, hats, hats. I think one of them's come back. And I'm like, I'm looking going. So it was dark, obviously. And I'm like, Cal, it's a golf flag. One, just... But no, we phoned to get out. Uh, pay phone, phone the post came, picked us up, driving along the road. And we seen one of the boys, didn't we? And uh, so obviously, well, ah, mate, that's fucking my boys there. And Cal's hanging out the window shouting about something. No, that's the boy. <laughs> I arrested them, mate. I think the only, only two of them get done. Uh, the one in the passenger seat, they've never ever caught or whatever, but I man, just... But you know, I was training the next day, wasn't I? So I had to go into training late because they kept us in the post station all night. I'm like, mate, I've got training tomorrow. Can I go in? I need to go into football. Can you take me in? And uh, so I dropped me after the training about 11 o'clock or something. The boys were already out training, so I had to go out and tell Walter Smith, didn't I? Why I was late. <laughs> Well, what was that? Why do you not just punch fuck at them? Well, man, he's like, ah, where you been, son? Gaffer, you're not going to believe this, but uh, kidnapped last night in Edinburgh. He's gone, you what? what? Fuck. He's gone, what? And I went, he's like, you were at the fucking Corinthian, weren't you? That fucking beats and Greeks in it, led you astray, man. And uh, I just went, you better went and get kidnapped. We went, fuck's sake, you all right? I went, aye, you went, mate, go and get warmed up then. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that, man. So, well, if we're going to give you the it's half okay. no, it's all right. It's all right. You beat Yogi. So, seven and a half. Oh, great achievement, that. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. 
So what's the old way to get seven and a half? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Oh, that's yeah. good, Jackie. That's good, mate. That's good. That's brilliant, mate. That's brilliant. Uh, Jackie, you're, you're ahead of Mick Sue, you're ahead of Craig Levine, Barry Feastenders, not I mean, mate? That's achievement, mate. It's, uh, it's not even a good score. I'll put that one in. Mate, I was, I was, I was, I was going to end the interview with this, mate. I was going to end the interview with that. You've just absolutely fucking stolen my thunder, man. <laughs> yes, good on you, mate. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. There you go there, somebody who was up for a up for a joke, wasn't he? Oh, Jackie Mack, that was an absolute belter. Stevie was raging at that man. I know he got in there before him, didn't he? <laughs> he was absolutely fizzing. He was desperate to do that line, and Jackie just snatched it right away from him. Um, few good guests in there, Chris, man. Absolute belters of stories as well. You know, I, I think the the one about Kyle Hutton um, getting kidnapped in Edinburgh uh, that was brilliant. See, if I didn't know for a fact that that was true. I'd be like, this guy talks a lot of shit, doesn't he? <laughs> oh man, it's absolutely class. But listen, that was the the kind of best of football da for the last six months. Uh, flew in, Chris. Flew in this one because it took us about fifteen minutes to edit it together. It's been a pleasure as always, Ryan. Thank you very much. No problem at all. Hopefully, next time we have the the football daft night out, mate, we all make it back in one piece, Aye. back into the studio. I tell you what, I'll be carrying a fucking set of boxing gloves in my bag. Just in case it all kicks off again, mate. <laughs> now, Chris, just to round this off, I've got a wee surprise for you. Oh, I this show. I know, you, you weren't expecting this. Um, to round off the show this week, here it is again. Chris and Big Barry singing us out. Take it away, boys. The higher you build your barriers, the taller I become. Thank God you get that line. <laughs> the farther you take my rights away, the faster I will run. You can't deny me, you can't decide to turn your face away. Lovely. No matter, cause there's something, something inside so, so strong. strong. I know, know that I can make it. Though you're doing me wrong, so wrong. I thought that my pride was gone. Oh, something inside so strong. Oh, something inside so strong. Brothers and sisters, this is just not good enough. Well, we know better. Just look them in the eyes and say, Everyone, we're gonna, we're gonna do, do it anyway. anyway. We're, we're gonna, gonna do it anyway. anyway. We're gonna, gonna do it anyway. Because there's something inside so strong. So strong. <laughs> I know that I can get it. So you're doing me wrong, so wrong. But the mind of the mind of the mind of 
something, something inside so strong. Yay! Nice again. Audio Frontier.